Welcome to another segment of Work It Wednesday, the segment of our podcast where we interview a pharmacist about their career and their job and bring it to you guys so that you can have as much information about every type of option in this field as you can. Um, This episode is pretty unique. We got to sit down, me and Derek got to sit down with uh, an awesome guy named Glenn Carmody. He is a nuclear pharmacy manager for a company called Car- uh, Cardinal Health here in Utah. And yeah, we, we sat down with him for about 25 minutes and just chatted about nuclear pharmacy. Um, like I said in the interview, I, I feel like nuclear pharmacy within this career field is, is pretty mysterious and unknown. I don't think a lot of people know very much about it. Um, so it was really cool to have him answer our questions and although we probably didn't get to spend as much time with him as we would have liked um, he answered all of our questions he was a really open guy he said he he really likes to give tours of you know their small operation um, and which he did and, and it was a really cool and interesting place um, and if someone has interest in this I, I definitely recommend talking to Glenn um, and, and I'm sure he'd be able to answer any questions that you have or, or you know, tell you kind of how to get into this. Um, but anyway, so it was a really good opportunity and I think very, uh, like I said, unique and, and special to be able to talk to Glenn. So without further ado, uh, please enjoy our interview with so when, when you, about nuclear when you, pharmacy. When you went through, was it a PharmD program or was it, it was not. It was a Bachelor of Science in okay, Pharmacy. Okay, so did you know like right away that you wanted to get into pharmacy? Or? Uh, no, no, actually I went through through uh, several different stages. I started out I started out in pharmacy, wanted to do pharmacy, and then I, being young and and lazy at the time, I started to look at the curriculum and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> there's no way I'm gonna get through this. So then I went, uh, I think I was doing uh, mechanical engineering and started that, I did, started to look at that curriculum too and I was like, oh, I don't wanna do this. This is crazy. And then I went to, to uh, photography, if you can believe it. Started out in that and it was just, it, it was really artsy and too artsy for me. And so I said, oh, and I quickly realized that the only way that you're going to get anywhere and be successful at anything, you got to work at it, no matter what it is. So I just buckled down, uh, applied to pharmacy school and got accepted. It was, at, at the time, it was really easy to get into pharmacy school because compared to what you guys go through now to get into the U or at Roseman, it's, it's crazy. And I, I don't know how you guys do it, but it was, I applied and got accepted right away. Nice. And it was very, I didn't have to go through interviews or, or take the, I think what's called the PCAP. PCAP, yeah. PCAP. I didn't have to do any of that. Oh, wow. So it was a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> because I see how you got, what you guys go through to get in. Yeah, it's well, crazy. It seems to be a little more intense than what people we talk oh, to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But, but we don't know how we do it either, honestly. <laughs> but, but I, you know, I, I, I tell you, it, going through high school, I wasn't the, the greatest student, but as soon as I buckled down, you know, uh, I, I did well once, yeah. I, once I got in. That's awesome. And so, yeah, I do okay. That's great. Yeah. Um, so, can you tell us a little bit about how you got into nuclear? I, I'm not going to lie. I don't know. I know about how, I, how long was our lecture on nuclear the other yeah, day? Yeah. It was like 10 minutes. 10 That's minutes. about as much as I know. <laughs> That's a, probably about all you will get uh, if, if, unless you go into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it, it's, no, it's nothing against uh, 
retail pharmacy or a hospital pharmacy, but I did it all. I started out in, in retail at a clinic and I worked there as an intern for about two years and it was, it was really no different than working in a, in a Walgreens because it was just, it was just a, a small pharmacy in the back of a clinic in, in Albuquerque at Loveless Medical Center. And man, I just, it, it just wasn't for me. I just didn't want to be in, in a store, in a grocery store or whatever, working in the back and dispensing counting pills. It just, it just wasn't for me. And, and to be honest with you, I tried hospital too. I went through hospital. I, I worked at St. Joseph's, at the time it was called St. Joseph's Hospital in Albuquerque. And I did that. And, and at first I liked it. It was fun. I was making IVs and, and uh, it wasn't quite as intensive as now with USP. Uh, 797 but it was I mean it was doing different stuff and I liked it and then that got old and I couldn't I didn't like that and I uh, met with a friend of mine who and I, I who was in pharmacy school as well he was he was about two years ahead of me and uh, he had already graduated and he was he was working in nuclear and I was telling him about how you know I'm like man I, I just know what I'm gonna do I I don't really like what I'm doing I didn't like retail I don't like hospital and he says, tell you what, come to, at the time we were called Syncor, uh, Cardinal bought out Syncor and became Cardinal. But at the time it was Syncor and he was working at Syncor. He said, hey, come to Syncor, I'll, I'll show you what nuclear is all about. And this may be what you're looking for. And I'll tell you, I walked in the door just like you guys rang the bell here, same way. They had to, to buzz me in. I went in and I just saw the technical aspect of nuclear. I mean, it wasn't just counting pills. It was, there was just so much more to it and knew from the minute that that's what I wanted to do. So that's, that's awesome. That's kind of how I, how it came about. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say nuclear's uh, is a little rough uh, with our early hours. I got here this morning at, at uh, 1.30 in the morning. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so, uh, and we, we were available. We're not open 24 hours, but we're available 24 Twenty-four seven, three sixty-five. So we're we're never not open, if you will. Wow. We're always on call. There's somebody on call, and there's somebody always working early. So, if you can get by that aspect of nuclear, it would be for you because it's yeah. there. There's a, like I said, it's not just counting pills and talking to customers. As a matter of fact, we don't even talk to our customers. It's it's really there's a technical aspect to it, uh, and uh, you know it's just working with. Uh, with a lot of equipment and it's it's a it's it's a fun job I like it that's cool so like yeah. a, in, in like a quick and dirty how what would you say like you do day in day out like what's your what's your day look um, like? well a, as a manager of the facility I have um, three generally three office days unless I'm covering for somebody that's on call or I'm sorry they're not on call unless I'm covering for somebody that's on vacation uh, but on a typical week I'll have three office days, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and then whoever has worked the, the weekend before, I cover for them on Thursday and Friday. So I open, like today, Thursday and Friday, I open at 1.30 and work till 8. So on a normal, on a, on a day that I'm covering, we come in at 1.30 in the morning, we grab the, the messages off the machine, because unless it's a, a stat or an emergency dose that they need, they'll just leave it for the next day on our answering machine. We grab those orders, input them into our pharmacy system, and then we start the day. We start out by making sure that all the instruments are working correctly. 
We do constancy tests on them to make sure they're, they're reading consistently up from day to day. Uh, and we do that on our dose calibrators, uh, on our single channel analyzers, and our um, uh, uh, Geiger-Muller counters, our survey meters. So, and then we start into to making the products that we need to make for the day. So, and then we, once, once we start making them, then our, our, usually our techs will start drawing the unit doses. And, and then as we get to a point where we've made everything that we need to make, then the pharmacist will jump in and start drawing the doses, the unit doses for all the, all the customers. So that's it. Down and dirty, that's yeah. kind of what we do. Cool. And then we have several runs. We have three runs a day. And within those runs, there's routes. Uh, for instance, on run one, we have a, we have two south routes, one that, go, that goes down uh, through Provo and uh, Payson, and then we have a, our first uh, south run goes all the way down to Richfield. Jeez. Wow. Uh, we go as far north as Logan. Uh, we go as far east as uh, Vernal. So we go to, to, what's the one before that? Uh, Roosevelt. Roosevelt. So we go Roosevelt, then Vernal. And then uh, we may start going as far east as Elko, Nevada, soon. So wow. yeah, we go, we go, and that's that's the reason that we have to come in at 1:30 is because if you know anything about radioactivity, uh, it's always decaying. Mm -hmm. And the the product that we mainly use, the the isotope that we use, is called Technesium 99M. It's got a six-hour half-life. So uh, to make it easy, what we make it at three in the morning, six hours later, by nine o'clock, it's half of what it was when we prepared it. So that's why we have to make it early. We pull up more at that time when we draw it up and into a unit dose. So by the time that it gets to where it needs to be, it's decayed to the proper injection amount. So, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying. That's, that's what got me really interested in it. Because as soon as I walked in the door, I see all this equipment and, and the Geiger Mueller's chirping and, and people walking around and drivers and, and techs and dispatchers. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I yeah. Because like it's, it's not just, you know, counting pills and talking to customers. Seems a little more like industrial compared yeah, to the it's, clinical. It, there's, there's a lot of logistics to it. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's not just, and it's, like I said, it's not just making the product. We have to make certain products at a certain time so we can get the runs and routes out at, at a specific time so the drivers can get in their vehicles and deliver to the, to the uh, areas that they need to. So, yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. so when you say um, you're delivering product, are you delivering to patients uh, themselves or hospitals, clinics? We're kind of delivering to cardiac clinics and hospital nuclear medicine departments. Oh, okay. So it's 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 not the end user is uh, is a nuclear medicine technologist. They're the ones that inject it into the patient. Is, is this mostly for like cancer screening or what? No, it's it's it. So I'll, I'll, let me go back. So what we do is the majority of the product that we dispense is for diagnosis. Okay. So instead of in a Walgreens or in a hospital where you guys are dispensing uh, uh, medicine to alleviate symptoms or to cure disease states, we're actually dispensing the medication to look for what the problem is. 
we're diagnosing. Our medication is for diagnosis, the majority. Not all of it is. We Probably about 90 to 95% of the product that we dispense is for diagnosis. The other 5 to 10% is uh, for therapy. Is there for instance, disease state you're looking at or is it like the, breath? It's across the board. Okay. So uh, we, we're looking at uh, cardiac. We, do, we dispense a lot of cardiac drugs to see how well blood is getting to its, its own heart, its, its own muscle. Uh, we look at bone imaging agents, VQ scans, which is ventilation perfusion in the lungs, uh, liver imaging, imaging uh, hepatobiliary imaging. Uh, what else? I mean, there's, there's a, only about 20, really, to be honest with you, only about 20 drugs that we deal with. Oh, wow. It's a lot different from what you guys deal with. Are you guys in uh, interning yet at all? I am. Yes. You are. I'm not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But I mean, you know what it's all about. I mean, you got hundreds of drugs on the shelf. Oh yeah. We're only dealing with, you know, fifteen to twenty. That's nice. That's, that's all we do, and it is nice. <laughs> it is nice, but within those fifteen to twenty, there's a lot of steps involved in preparing. Uh, each one is different. You know. You, you can inject some with uh, with a certain amount of reactivity and others not as much and you know we calibrate uh, the, the product so that it's easier to draw the medication up and and be um, uh, just specific to what they need and it's and and allows us to draw up the unit doses uh, quicker so and, and the computer does a lot of the work. Back in the day, we used to do it all by hand. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's all kind of done for us on the computer. Uh, we have a, a, a pharmacy system that, that really has made our jobs a lot easier. Okay. So it, when I first started, we used to have to literally use a calculator and decay our, uh, our doses manually with the computer. I mean, with a, a calculator. I'm sorry. It's doing half-life yeah. calculations. Half-life so. calculations. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. We we'd have decay charts that we'd say, okay, let's see. It's this is we're about five and a half hours away. We'd look at the decay number or the the, uh, the, the calculation, and it tells us, okay, multiply this by this. And this is what this will be at eight o'clock in the morning, and you know it was it was really tough. Hmm. Yeah. And then eventually our. Um, dose calibrators that we used to measure the, the radioactivity, those got better because then they would decay it by time. We just enter the time and then that would that would tell us what the, the, the dose would be at that specific time. So that, that took the calculator away. Now we have the computer that basically takes how much we put in, the volume, the, how much activity we put into the, into the kit, how much volume we have in the kit, and it automatically says, okay, you need to draw up half an ml to be 25 millicuries at nine o'clock in the morning. Oh wow. Yeah, so. It's pretty smart. It, it is. Our, our computer system is, is very intuitive and, and has made our jobs a lot easier. And a lot more efficient. I bet. Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've been curious, what, what's your staff look like? How many, how many people run the show here? So, including myself, we have three pharmacists, myself and two others. We have two nuclear medicine, uh, not nuclear, uh, nuclear pharmacy technicians, and eleven drivers. Oh wow! One of those drivers is our dispatcher, is our dispatcher, and the other one is our driver supervisor. Uh, we have a fleet of vehicles in the back, uh, and I'll show you on a tour uh, that our drivers use to get them to the specific places. 
So like I said, it's, there's a lot of, lot of logistics involved in, in our business. For sure. Yeah. I was also kind of curious, because um, I was also like kind of interested in engineering, so I've, I kind of mm-hmm. grew up in like a sign and some math, like uh-huh. really heavy. So I was curious, on a day-to-day, do you, do you use like a lot of like hardcore physics at all in, in your day-to-day work or like a lot of intense no. math? No. No. I mean, there's, what, what I think is, is easy math is, is, is really hard to some people. But it's just it's second nature to me because yeah. I've been doing it for so long. So you, do, you still do use a lot, quite a bit of math. Yeah, we use in order to decay, decay calculations, okay. and, and if we have to, you know, uh, figure out what something is uh, using just half life, we have mm-hmm. to use the, the the decay equation, which is is if you look at it, it's like whoa, what's that? Holy cow! Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if if you've never seen it before, but if you've seen it. It's second nature. Yeah. yeah, and it makes it a lot easier. Like I said, with time uh, over the years, uh, the computers and and technology has made our jobs a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was also curious, um, what kind of like radiation are you seeing here? Are you are you exposed to anything? Like we are exposed, and that's why we have these. We have uh, uh, our rings and and our badges, our TLD badges that that actually uh, monitor how much radiation we're exposed to. Uh, we're ex- as a, a corporation, our corporate uh, values that we're allowed are a lot more stringent than what um, the state allows us to get or the NRC allows us to, to accumulate. So um, yeah, so but what we're what we're experiencing, what we're exposed to, is is really not that much. Pretty minimal. No, pretty minimal, uh, compared to other professions that that deal with radiation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the radiation that we deal with is 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 not very energetic. It's it's got, it's low energy, uh, low uh, small or short half lives. So yeah, it doesn't. Uh, like for instance, technesium has 140 keV photon, gamma photon that's emitted, uh, which is it's very low on the spectrum. Uh, if you, have you ever heard of positron emission tomography, PET, mm-hmm. PET scans? Mm-hmm. That's a, 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 a 711 keV photon. There's two in opposite, two opposite directions. Mm-hmm. So 140 to 711, that's, that's a big difference. Yeah. That's the high energy stuff. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's that. That was going to be my question. Yeah. Actually, is <laughs> kind of safety protocols yeah. you guys have. Yeah, so we I mean, we do we do monitor. Like I said, crazy. we go by a, a, a certain rule that that uh, we teach all of our um, employees to follow, and it's it's Alara the Alara principles: as low as reasonably achievable. And there's three ways, actually four ways, that you can achieve Alara as low as reasonably achievable. Time, distance, shielding, and common sense. So time, spend as least time around the radiation as possible. Distance, you keep distance using, using we use tongs to, to handle the doses. We use um, uh, leadage syringe shields and shielding, time, distance, shielding. We work behind leaded glass and use uh, leaded glass syringe shields. And then just common sense. Use your head, you know, when you're, when you're working with this stuff. Okay. Great. Yeah. Um, I had one last question, sure. just just for you know people listening and people who don't know about this. 
someone who's interested in getting into this nowadays, what do they have to do? Well, first thing you have to do if you're interested and want to be a pharmacist, a nuclear pharmacist, obviously you got to get your pharmacy degree or PharmD degree nowadays. Uh, and then unless you are at one of the two schools that, and there may be more now, but at the time there was only two schools that had a nuke med program. In one the nation? In the nation. Wow. Wow. One was the University of New Mexico and the other was Purdue. Hmm. They have full-blown nuke med programs, and they still do. Uh, or you can hire on with Cardinal Health and they'll send you uh, through, uh, through their version uh, to become uh, an approved user, an authorized user. I gotta say, if, I mean, just already, I mean, only being in, but I've been a tech for like a year and a half also, okay. but nuclear pharmacy, it seems like a, like a well-kept secret in like the pharmacy oh, yeah. world. Like nobody knows what it is, nobody knows what they do. You know. Nobody knows how to get into it, you know, so. <laughs> but yeah, so there's, there's like I said, there's there's two full-blown, as far as I know, and there, there may be, I think it's Ohio might have one now. I'm not sure. For, for sure, Purdue in New Mexico. And then if you don't go to one of those schools uh, and you hire on with Cardinal, they have their own uh, uh, curriculum that they send you through. It's, it's what, in my last year, so what they do is they take what I went through in my last year. I went, in my last year I, went, I took the NukeMed program and it took me a full year to get through. They take whatever is in that, that year and they smash it into, I think it's, is it eight weeks? I think it's eight crash weeks. Crash course. Yeah, it's a crash course. And it's all really, it's, it's, it, it's all computerized. It's all on, online. They do it all online, so. Uh, as a matter of fact, two of, so, it's funny that, you, that uh, I'm from New Mexico, one of my pharmacists is from Purdue, and the other one went through Cardinal. <laughs> so we all have three different. Touched them all. Yeah, we all touched all all three uh, curriculums. Yeah. Gotcha. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, that's great. And so that just to clarify, that's after you get your pharmacy. That's after you get your pharmacy degree. And you yeah. do it. Your okay. pharmacy. Yeah, nowadays. Yeah. Yep. Cool to but it used to be where we would uh, you would you would do three weeks, like self-taught curriculum. Like you do your three weeks, then you'd go to Dublin, Ohio for two weeks, and then you come back and do the three more weeks on your own, and then you, you take their tests and, and become authorized. But nowadays, it's, it's all, we don't even send anybody to Dublin anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's all, it's all online. Well, great. Well, um, I, we, we don't want to take any more of your time okay. than you need, but uh, thank you for yeah, letting us interview you. You bet. Been, you even bet. though, you know, a half an hour, 20, 20 whatever minutes, but it's it's, Way more than are, are you I guys? Would have ever one, known. one thing I just want to to mention one thing about. Are you guys familiar with USP eight seven nine seven? I am. So you're you're familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's just uh, the, the the guidelines for preparing uh, sterile injectable sterile injectable drugs. Okay. So uh, USP just came out with a nuclear version, a radio radio pharmacy version. It's called USP eight twenty five. Okay. Right now, that's what we're following uh, with our... So we, we actually gown up. We've got a clean room, HEPA-filtered air, one-way pass-throughs the whole night. You know, I'll show you in the, okay. when we go through there what it looks like. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, Glenn, and, and thanks for what you do. I'm sure you uh, impact awesome. a lot of people's yeah, lives. Saving lives. Saving lives, stamping out disease, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd like to think so anyway. Yeah. yeah. Thank you cool. so much. You bet. you cry and I don't want to fight with you